Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to another episode of a Shoot Your Shot podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendricks, a.k.a. Diddy Escobar, and to my left. Hey, good people. It's your girl, Ali Nicole, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. that little baby who just won't listen. Calvin. What's up? You, you know, your mom always told you best that a hard head make a soft ass. It does. But I have learned that a hard head makes a soft heart. Huh. Huh. I'm getting sweet on somebody, and I don't like it. <laughs> Niggas hate having crushes. Having crushes is... I have a crush, like, and it's, t- like, it's an orange crush. Like, a crushy crush. Crush on you crush. Who, cr- crush on you crush? Crush on you crush. Who child is deep? Like, and that's, I don't... That's deeper than the intro right there. And I was talking to, like, do-rags and mimosas about it, and I was like, I don't... I don't mind the feelings. I don't like the fact that I have them right now. See, I look at it like I hate having crushes. I actually, I absolutely hate it. But I also hate the getting to know you stage of dating. I hate this part of dating because it's a lot of like the potential of someone without actually knowing who they really are. And I also, it's like there's so there's only so many times and I, that <sighs> I can ask you what you what do you do? What are your hobbies? Like, what's your favorite color? You know what I'm saying like you know saying what shows you watching? Like this last first date I went on, we just after the little we got straight to the shits. We talked about R. Kelly. We talked about you know. I'm getting straight to the shits with you niggas, and I think that's what it is. Um, last couple weekends, like I've been chilling with a certain little shout, and I'm like digging on shout, but like. I don't like the fact of how deep in my feelings I am. I don't like it. I don't Alexa, like it Alexa, play in my feelings. Alexa? P- play in my feelings. Play LMA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, I, like, I don't, I don't like it. And a lot of it has to do with the fact of like, okay, I've learned emotional responsibility. Right. I am not ready for the gravity of a relationship, like the responsibility of a relationship. Facts. Big facts. I'm not ready for that shit. That's facts. That's facts, Kellerman. But like the feelings that I have about this particular situation, it's like you're making me question what I'm ready for, and I don't like it. And and, and, and we talk about emotional responsibility. So like, I hate having crushes. So like, right now my level of crush is like, you're really attractive, and I really want to get to know you. It's not like, it's not any deeper than that because a lot of y'all ain't out here making it deeper than that because y'all, I talked to y'all for 10 minutes. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, and so it's like, but it's like, my that's what my level of crush is right now. It's like, you're really, really attractive. And, and I would love to see like, your personality. Uh, it's like, I like the fuck out of you and I'm just not ready to like the fuck out of only you. So I was talking to one of my homegirls and she was like, well, Alex, what she finna do? I was like, I'm finna go fuck another nigga. Like, I need some... <laughs> <laughs> The because, fact that that was the answer. Because she said the same thing. She's like, what is wrong like, with out you? Out of all of the possible, like, endpoints, you could have gotten. Your, your choice was like, you know what? I really like this man. 
I'm gonna fuck somebody else simply because listen. I need it's like it's like it's like a, it's like a, it's like a palate cleanser. Exactly, it's like smelling coffee after you scented perfume. Like you have to like <laughs> that's wild, but like. Like, it's like drinking water. If you drink something real sweet, you got to yes. get that shit. You know what I'm saying? You got to like shit out. water after Hawaiian Punch. Who child? Because Hawaiian Punch makes you thirstier. Bro. He is Hawaiian Punch. Wow. You're my fucking cinnamon apple. Wow. <laughs> you called us nigga Hawaiian Punch. I'm going to get thirstier for you the more I drink you. And I don't. It feels funny in my chest, Calvin, and I don't like it. See, that's not even Hawaiian Punch. That's, that might be Tisha Treat. It might be like... Sunny D. Because so, Sunny D stick with you. It does. Sunny, Sunny D, you got to damn near chew that shit. No, nah, that's orange juice with the pulp in it, which is my favorite. He's orange juice with the pulp in it, Calvin. Ooh, child. I hate orange juice with the pulp. Actually, side note, I, I don't. You don't like to chew your juice? Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck. Why would I... And I'm just like, okay. Y- y'all made y'all made mimosas with the pulp. What the hell's wrong with you? Cardi B said, "Have a nigga taste like pussy. Have a nigga breath smell like pussy and mimosas." This summer going to be wild. <laughs> it ain't even hot yet, it, bro. It's cold as fuck. And this, she said, "I will have a nigga's breath smell like pussy and mimosas." And all my niggas know that your girl is the most dangerous when she done went to brush of her home girls and it's four o'clock in the afternoon and she's been on ten mimosas and she takes where that dick at nigga bottomless mimosas bottomless mimosas where that dick at nigga like you don't care where that di- I said it's three thirty in the afternoon and your girl is mimosa drunk <laughs> you was like nigga I, like I was you know what ten more points if she's ovulating and she's drunk off mimosas <laughs> yeah actually make ovulation a baby. texts are worse than drunk texts. Them ovulate. Uh, mm. I've never been on the receiving end of an ovulation text. I have. I, I, <laughs> so. I, will t- I will. Listen, it was Sunday at 11. You remember the time? Yes. <laughs> it was Sunday at 1130 in the morning. I, I get I get I see a message from somebody I'm dealing with. It just says three attachments. I'm like, oh, that's actually sexy as fuck. What it is. But I was also like. I'm in church. <laughs> like, I can't even open this right now. You kind of just know what time it yeah, is. Like, like, you, look at, you open up, up and then the iMessage says three attachments. You're like, bro, I'm sitting next to my mama. My, my mama, <laughs> like the, the deacons are right around the corner. I can't do this. Does your mom serve on the church board? Bro, my mom is a whole ass minister. <laughs> <laughs> minister. Ain't no way you're going to open that shit. Bro, I just, you can't open that message until 7 o'clock that night. Bro, I, I was like, literally, I was like, I was like, Cause I gotta respond because you don't. That's, you don't want to seem like you're curving the nudes. If you curve nudes, you are a special kind of savage. You you don't say I can't curve the nudes. Can't curve the nudes. But you're also like I can't open this here. I literally had to like. I literally because thank God for this is shout out to Steve Jobs because I literally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had to figure out the way to text her back without actually opening the damn message. Oh, my favorite is the pull down feature on the iPhone. And I'm um, just like, I'm just like, but here's the thing, I couldn't pull it out because, pow, nudes. So I was like, so I'm like over here, like I send a new, I, I'm trying to send like a new message to Shorty that, like, you know, saying that. So, oh yeah, you have to type the message first and then add her number. Yes. And so then I was like, iPhones are crafty as shit. I feel like a woman made all the technology. I ain't gonna hold you because this all sounds like shit women do. Relax. I'm loud. Loud. Okay. Screaming. Okay. All right. Um, but it's like, so I had a seven text like, like. I'm in church right now, because I can't look at what you just said, but I, but I just know. But I'm sure it's fire. 
but but just know I appreciate you. Mad 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 hard eye emojis, and and I definitely will be we'll have a conversation soon. And I was like, had to put my phone because now my mom looking at me like. God, what you I know you ain't got your phone oh, out in church. church. And I'm like, my, I, I, you can't even front like you got a Bible app. Your mom don't play that shit. Because I do have the Bible, and mom's like, that don't mm, that, that don't, don't count. That don't look like the Bible. That look like that looks like I messages. Like, How you gonna put your your prayers in the Bible app? You can't do that. You gotta write them down, put them in the physical King James version, Calvin. And, and it gotta be King James, not that new international. Listen, your mom's an old school. Oh, listen. So that's what I'm so like. And and I was like I was like what made you after after I got out of church I got to like a safe space <laughs> <laughs> your car nigga <laughs> car like car because again we drive separately because she has to be there super early and I'm like I'm not, I'm not waking, doing that I'm not waking up that early, I can't so. remember the last time I got up for church because she she got to go to the eight a.m. service I'm like I'll see you after ten thirty I don't remember <laughs> the last time I've actually woken up and was like oh, I'm gonna go to church see I, I work a lot of something now so. but i also don't believe in the institution of church which makes sense um but well that's another that's, an, that's another topic for another day. but yeah like i just i <laughs> i don't know and of course i need to schedule an appointment with my therapist like i'm weeks behind but i, I like i've what i have learned is sitting with my feelings before i act on them which is impulse control because again i'm an aries and like i will leap on some shit without actually like having all of it together, having myself together enough to even speak about how I really, really feel. Because again, impulsive. So, I, with this one, it's just like, okay, Alex, you have to let's ride the wave. Mm-hmm. Let's let's figure out where this goes. Let's go where it takes you. And I feel like, oftentimes, when we get into when we get sprung, when we get head over heels. <laughs> did you just call me fucking sprung, Calvin? No, I did not say you were sprung. It's a general term. Relax. You're you're out of here. I need you out of here. I mean, it's accurate, but like. But you again. You're being you get yourself jammed up way more than I get. First of all, if it comes out my mouth, it's not a jam. I can stand the like. I can stand the rain. Can you? (laughs) Listen, I got an umbrella. Mm-mm. I got an umbrella and I I, I, I have for shelter. <laughs> Nigga, I ain't standing shit. Bye. Fuck y'all. Um, fuck y'all. But but when you're when you got your nose open, is that is that a more of a fair? Okay, when you get your nose open, it's wider than the Grand Canyon right now. But I can snark golf balls up there. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know what I'm saying. So when you're in that position, you have to. I think a lot of times we think that the other person. It's, a, it's, it's half fear, like, man, what if they don't feel the same way I feel? Like, now nah, I'm over here open, and this nigga ain't open with me. Like, this right. shit ain't open with me. Or we automatically think, like, on the other side, oh, they're trying to rush into a relationship because clearly— And that's not where I'm at with things. That That's not where I'm at with I'm things also, at all. What I'm, but what I'm saying is, like, you ride the wave because it's very possible that, A, they feel the same way you do, but they also aren't ready for commitment. And— and this is, I have inside information where I know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know certain things. I'm like, ride the wave. And plus, I'm always, I'm always a person that I want to see you in different seasons before I really, really truly and commit that's to that on that. Because I, I've made that mistake in my past of getting that, way every, too excited. Everybody has, the honeymoon phase has a, has a name for a reason. Like, you know what I'm saying? That, that new, that new experience where you all texted back and forth all day y'all y'all on the phone for several hours at a time caking 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 like fuck nothing but cakes type shit 
Kagan. And then that first time where the energy switch up, be like, oh, 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 this is what you like when you're mad? Mm-hmm. Or this is, what, this is what you like when you're depressed? Or this is what you like when you're sad? Mm-mm. But see, I like, but see, that's the thing. I've also noticed not to judge people in their storm. But like, I want to see how you navigate it. You, you na- but you don't judge people for how in the storm you judge people on how they navigate that storm, how they treat others. Because here's the thing. And I had to understand this for myself. Like, yes, highs and lows are a part of life. They're a part of life. They're a part of and every person. And they're damn sure a part of a relationship. They're a part. But I need to know how you treat other people and how you move during the low parts. Because yeah. I refuse to be something where... Uh, when the highs are high, it's great. But when the lows low, I gotta like cop deuces, and you don't want me around, and you 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 you, you, you taking cop, that shit on me. You, you taking cop and please about taking shit. shit you yeah. taking shit out on me? Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm out the fuck out. I'm out the fucking out the way. Cause that shit's abusive too. Exactly, and it's, it's very and shit. I posted something yesterday. Was it yesterday or earlier today? Where a lot of men take emotional and mental abuse because we're told. Oh, you, you you can't handle a strong woman, huh? You can't handle, like, you ain't supposed to be able to eat that shit. And so a lot of niggas will eat that, um, whatever emotional or mental abuse shorty is giving them because we were told, like, we got to eat that shit. Because, like, if you if you cop deuces, you cop, like, I'm out. Oh, you so you can't handle a strong woman, huh? And that's, and that's toxic. And I do agree with that. I do agree. Because I don't think that your toxic behavior, I don't believe that your toxic behavior should... I'm, how do I say this? Because I know. I think a lot of times I do consider myself strong. Right. And sometimes the gravity of the weight that I hold, I know impacts my relationships Mm -hmm. on a professional or even personal level. Right. But I think that we, I can't expect my partner to bear the weight that I'm supposed, bear the load I'm supposed to carry. That's why. And then when my mood changes because of the weight that I'm carrying, because you know, you go, you go through stress. Right. The low gets a little heavier. My mood is, I'm going to be a little bit moody. How I can't expect him to say he can't handle my mood because the weight's not his to bear. That's that's why I hate the whole, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Like, and because people like use that incorrectly. The worst isn't supposed to be like when you're actively toxic to somebody. The worst is more so like, all right, I just lost my job. My, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just lost my job. I'm working to get a new one. But, you know, the economy is a little slow right now. Like, I'm not taking the shit out on you, but just know, like, I may not have the fun. That's, like, I think that's the worst to best. Not, like, oh, I'm out here cussing you out. I'm out here ghosting you. I'm out here ignoring your calls. You know, and then I'm going to pop back up until we, like, everything gravy. No, nigga, get the fuck out of my face. And so, for me, I want to see someone at their low points because I want to know if I'm able to handle it at their low points. Right. And if I'm not... It's not necessarily her fault, my fault, whoever's fault. It just know we're not full time compatible with each other, and that's okay. I, and then if I know if I can't handle you at your low points, or you can't handle me at mine, but when we're winning, we're great. We're not always going to win, right? And so if we're not always going to win, and then, then when we're I losing, I see you in the mud. If, like, if, you like you know, what I'm saying, if, if we're getting blown out by thirty one night. And you out here, instead of, like, us trying to, like, all right, we'll get them next night. You out here arguing and sipping the fat and fighting with the coaches. I don't need that. But if we were getting blown out by 30, you were like, you know what? Mama told me there'd be days like this. I'm not even going to hold you. The strongest part in my relationship, my last relationship, was when we were broke. 
we had just moved in. We had just like, and things just kept coming back to back. We're also raising, shit, like, you know what I'm saying? We raising, we're still raising two kids. Like there was a lot. And we found ourselves in those moments, like the best of partners. When he started making some real money and was like getting to it, we argued the worst. And, and, and that's the flip side. I, that's why I say I need to see your lows and you need to see your highs. Because um, there's a phrase where it's like, if you want to test a woman's loyalty, you know, test her when she has nothing. And we all, if you want to test a man's loyalty, test him when he has everything. Yeah. And so I need to see your highs as well as your lows. Because if when, you win it and then you have to walk around with your nose up, you're too good for everybody, you treat everybody else around you shitty because you win it, I don't want that either. There was a point in time where my ex-husband lost his job. And, you know, shit happens. I've lost a job. You know what I'm you saying? Know what I'm saying? Like, shit happens. But when he lost his job, my first instinct was, okay, it's time to trim the fat. There yeah. was a lot of extra shit that we were able to do because, because we had of, the income for but, it. Yeah. And so my first thing was like, okay, as a man, how bruised is his ego right now? And With a woman like me. You know what I'm saying? How bruised is the fact that he can't take care of me the way that he's used to being able to take care of me? You know what I'm saying? Right. How bruised is his... How you can't... You can't. Like so the, the, the level that you, that I've made you accustomed to. To I can no longer provide. And I remember this because one like a couple like years ago I like lost quit whatever you want to call it right. my job. I was in a whole ass relationship when it happened, and I was using I was scraping up whatever funds I got together from the two jobs I was working to take her out. Like like literally like this was when I was living with my mother. You know what I'm saying? Like because you know. Circumstances, circumstances happen. happen. Living with my mom, taking these two checks, you know what I'm saying? Part time, like IKEA was one of the motherfuckers. And them ugly oh, ass, yellow ass pull up. Shout. Moving on up. You gotta worry about that. You, 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 see, you see what I'm saying? So I'm taking these two part time ass checks. One through a goddamn tip agency. The other one was IKEA. And what after I, I put my student loan for a mint for several months because I'm like, I'm not going to be able to pay for That's this shit. Oh, fuck, Sally Mae, Great Lakes, Autumn. All y'all kiss my black ass. Literally. I'm going to pay the minimum payment till I die. Fuck you. Listen, this might be the feds for real, for real, but like, Sally Mae thinks I'm dead and broke. Like, <laughs> they might, one month is, she's incapacitated at the moment. There's another, I ain't got no job, Tommy. <laughs> but, like, I just, I saw a meme, but we'll talk about it later because when we get to the other uh, conversation. But, but yeah, so like, there, but in that mud, I said, okay, as a woman, as his wife, what can I do? So, ironically, he was, I, I'm a writer. My background is in journalism. So, I said, okay, let's, let's edit this resume. Let's make sure, let's make sure that your best foot is forward. Let's, let's start putting out hits. Now, mind you, at the same time, my resume was also posted because I needed a second job. Right. I got, regardless of his situation, we need, we need money. Okay. And so one of us going one of us is gonna go get it. So I also posted my resume a couple places as some like some part time work, some you know, secretarial work, things that I could just put my hand sink my teeth into while we get our shit together. Um, I had a real estate company reach out to me based on like my my experience, but my ex husband has a background in commercial real estate. So I forwarded them his resume instead and they called him. My husband's now a partner of that company. Ego don't pay these bills. Right. Like, the lob has to be thrown when the lob has to be thrown. I think we idolize, 
like I think that's part of a reason why I'm like real shaky on relationships and like monogamy at, at this point. Oh, it, I don't believe in monogamy. But like I'm even like, and I, it's not like oh I want to just go around and fuck a bunch. Oh, it's like look, I need to trust you to like every day ain't fifty fifty. Right. Some days it's eighty twenty. Right. Some days I got to eighty. Some, some days, days I got, I got to 20. twenty. And so and it, that shit is real. You know what I'm saying? And so like I. I can't, if I don't trust you in the mud as well as in the palace, I can't, I can't commit to you. We can make, we can have some fun, maybe. We can be great friends, but if I can't trust you in the mud, and I also know that you're not, if you're going to be a sore loser and a sore winner, get the fuck out of my face. Your attitude is everything. And your attitude I, determines your altitude. Great, you, you are absolutely right. But friend, we skip around a lot. How was your weekend? <laughs> we got straight to the shits, man. We did. We, we do. got straight to the shits. We We're doing this often. I'm, uh, I'm loading uh, the clip for one of these times. I know. Ooh, child, to get you. Um, um, my weekend was, it was busy but chill, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so, so this was the after Valentine's Day weekend, <laughs> and we'll talk about the following of Valentine's Day. As well, <laughs> some of you, some of y'all went real zero dark thirty on social media after Valentine's Day. Oh shit! Oh shit! He didn't get you what he wanted. Oh shit! Oh, she just oh, brought, she just she just gave oh, you pussy shit. for the f- fifth straight year. Oh, oh, she put a bow on her pussy. This oh, year. that's crazy! That's crazy. Um, but some of us, I was actually responsible this Valentine's Day, and I would like to give this young man, like, if I can, I'm not gonna be loud about it, but like, I want to give this young man a, a shout out because he had asked me out on a date. Like, a, it was super cute what he had planned and up his sleeve. And I was actually looking forward to it. But in hindsight, like, I thought about the space that him and I were in. I thought about the position that he's in right now. And I felt like I would be irresponsible for taking him up on this date, knowing that, A, where he's at with things and where I'm at with things are a little different. different two different things. And, B, like, we got better shit that we could be doing with this money and this situation. Ego don't don't pay the bills. And two, I love the the aesthetic of Valentine's Day. I was satisfied watching y'all open presents. I was satisfied knowing that my homegirls got treated nice. As a matter of fact, I ended up going to dinner with my homegirls for Valentine's Day. Like, I enjoy stuff like that. Valentine's Day, shout out to Parks and Rec. But, (laughs) like, I enjoy just the, I enjoy the love of love. Right. And so with this young man, I want to tell you, because he's a listener, that your work and your effort did not go unnoticed. And I love you for it. Like, and I appreciate you for it. And like, I just, I want, like, you know what I mean? It's not too often that somebody's like, you're special and you I want to give, go out of your way you for you. You gotta give people flowers while they can still smell them. Yeah. And I wanted him to understand that like, it's not because I didn't want to. It's because I owe you. If I love you and I respect you the way I say I do, then respecting your feelings and the bigger picture of things is my priority. And, and, and I think a lot of times we lose, we, we lose sight of a forest when we look straight up at trees. We lose sight of a bigger picture because yeah, like I for me. So like I, it was Friday. Friday came. We celebrated a birthday. Um, had went went and had dinner. Um, because she shorty's a Valentine's Day baby. So we celebrated the birthday. <laughs> Her next relationship gonna be stressful. First of all, she's an Aquarius. They're stressful. And then your birthday is on like a holiday. That's stress. Who child? You fuck up Valentine's Day on her birthday. <laughs> you fuck up Valentine's Day and her, her birthday? birthday at the same damn time, nigga. That's talent, nigga. She might kill you. She might just kill you. I can't even blame her for catching that body. 
Like, here's the thing. It's a double entendre. Don't even ask me how. A double entendre for me because a double body, boy. Double murder. She gonna, she gonna murder you and whoever gave you that fuck-ass idea, nigga. <laughs> Facts. So, like, but, like, so, you know, went celebrated, celebrated the birthday. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Made sure she, she was good to go. You know, got the little ice cream birthday, in the, you oh, know, shit. You. you. know what I'm saying? Like, and then um, Saturday brunch. Um, so, I had a meeting. So, I had, like, meetings and late work shifts and yeah. like and like and like I'm trying last not two to, weeks professionally have been trash bro meetings late work shifts other meetings I gotta go pick up this shit I gotta I've been moving around that's probably probably the reason I got this damn congestion cause like same and that's like it hit me today at work and I've I was been fighting that I've been uh, fighting this bitch for like four Lord, days Lord <laughs> same and, and, and it's like no nigga I'm like nigga take this music next and chill he's like fuck you eat that I'm like oh, oh well alright Sure. But then Saturday, I had, so I had a meeting early, and then I went to, from a meeting to a brunch with someone who's in town, and then literally went home to try to go to sleep. It was All-Star Saturday night, so we watched uh, watched some of the, I say we, like I wasn't by myself, <laughs> <laughs> um, watched some of the three-point contest, um, shout out to Joe Harris, uh, watched some of the slam dunk contest. And then there was an open bar from 10 to 11, so I took full advantage of that motherfucker because I am who I am as a person. You give me Shout a challenge. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> you give me a challenge and say you can drink however much you want from 10 to 11. I take that up re- responsibly. I mean, facts are facts. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but that was all this. My Friday, we ended up in the house. Um, kiddo was, like, on my ass, and so we ended up in the house. Um Actually, like, we fell asleep and just ended up in the house. Like, um, Saturday, I ended up actually going to support the Cincinnati Black Theater Company with their rendition of For Colored Girls. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Tony. Shout yeah. Out to, shout out to Tony. Tony. Um, it was actually her day, her theatrical debut. She actually, like, auditioned as a bucket list thing and ended up making the play. Hell yeah. Let's go, girl. We celebrate accomplishments around here, so I'm extremely proud Hell of you. Hell yeah. That is my sister. I am. And, and I and love I saw, you. I saw people posting about it, and I was like, damn, I really wish I could go, but I'm in, I'm in the house because, like, again, I need to chill the fuck out right oh another thing i'm having on my weekend and since you know people asking me for game of thrones updates i found i did watch your red wedding oh man calvin texted me now you actually text me and was like so i just finished the red well red wedding sin help i'm like nigga like now okay so you've been watching character development like and, like, and so i finished season so far I finished Season three, so I'm I'm getting ready to start season four Ooh. as soon as we leave this podcast episode because niggas been on my ass like hurry up and finish this shit like because I got we sh- I told you once you finish it we were gonna have a Game of Thrones episode and I'm like okay I'm like I'm also trying to like balance work this podcast and the whole social life but I'm working on it give me time um and so but yeah I watched the Red Wedding episode bro and the thing is so what fucked me up. <laughs> What fucked me up was first and foremost because I knew it was coming, because again, as ho- when when a season's been out when a sh- when a show's been out so long, it's hard to avoid spoilers. But see, here's the thing: I was never part of the fan base or the fandom of it all until I started watching, and then I was like, okay, we're going to mute as much as this as possible. So, like, there are certain things that I know at the end, like, from where you are when I was watching. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I know I know certain checkpoints. Yeah. But I don't know how we get to certain shit. Um, the next, the only thing I'm going to tell you is weddings never go well. The weddings in this show never go well. 
I mean, because, and so when I was, so what I meant, I knew it was coming, and I, I wasn't sure which episode in the third season it was. So the episode before that, when uh, Tyrion and Sansa yeah. get married, they're both wearing red. I'm like, uh-oh, is this it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking the red wasn't going to get Joffrey out the paint because that little nigga's a fucking trash-ass person. Oh, yeah, he's person. a little bitch. Keep watching. And he's so, a little bitch. And so I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. I'm like, okay, how does it go shake? And it was like, nothing. Nope. And so then I'm like, all right. R.I.P. Rob Stark. R.I.P. Caitlin. R.I.P. The Wolf. All right, man, what? There were a good bunch of niggas. They got the fuck up out of there and with so, that red wedding. But you know what? In all honesty, John Stark deserved that shit. You needed that bridge. Your mama did some fuck shit with Jamie Lannister. I understand exactly why you upset my nigga. But at the same time, you don't cut your nose to spite your face. And like, and so, and so, and so. All right, so this is a mini recap because you know I ain't all the way there, but we can talk about what I got. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I got you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and your thread on Twitter. If you're not following Calvin's thread on Twitter about Game of Thrones, you need to be. Because I'd be dying. <laughs> I'd be so fucking I'd, distraught. Like, I love, like, again, black people are going to blackify anything. We're going to niggerfy the fuck out of this show. And y'all did. And we did. Because I was right there with you. Because, baby, there was a couple scenes where, like, I threw my shoe. <laughs> I had to turn it off, come back. Okay, so first and foremost... Rob Stark died because he was in love with your dumb ass. Because you could have just married one of the sh- one of the fight girls. In fact, they had a pretty one for your dumb ass. They had a, she wasn't pretty. Come on now. She you, was relatively you're pretty. You're giving her a lot. She was relatively pretty. Giving her a lot was relatively pretty. pretty. Compared, <laughs> compared to the rest of them girls? I mean, yeah, but that's a product she, of incest. I mean, here's what happened. Some, someone called her, but the girl that dude married a Cincinnati tan. I almost lost it. <laughs> I was like, oh shit! Y'all so shady My birth certificate does not say Cincinnati. Y'all shady as Cause y'all are so wrong. Um, y'all so, called it Cincinnati. T- <laughs> y'all shady as fuck. I ain't gonna reveal the name who said it, but just know y'all shady as hell. Um, so I'm like, y'all like shit. Dog. Ain't never been. Ain't never gonna be. But like, I'm like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could have just, you could have just. <laughs> I should not still be this week. <laughs> okay, cool. You could have just took the L. Marry one of the girls. Even had, had some some side situations. I'm pretty sure you're shorty. The woman that he married, I can't think of her name right now. Talisa. Talisa. She had been down for the ride. It had the side shorty because in that Game of Thrones, everybody got a side shorty apparently. Everybody has one. You know and the king would have known that shit. And, 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 you know he got some ugly ass daughters. Yeah. And so like in the everything wouldn't become. But nah, you want to, you want to, you want to take, you want to, you want to spite my nigga and then double back like shit all good. Like shit all sweet. It's fine. And then they got your dumb ass and got and because you out here wild for respect, they got everybody that you was cool with too. I but mean I, I but I watched that I watched the whole episode I was like I literally I stared at the T V for five minutes after the after the episode was gone. Like My nigga, what I stared at I it. just what did I what? Bro, I stared at it and then you here's how I know A because seven of y'all, like six, seven of y'all, told me, like, when you get to the red wedding, text me. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's why I, I sent mm-hmm. Matt. I was like, I just lost the red wedding. Saying help. Help me. And then when I'm, freak, I'm freaking out about it on Twitter because, you know, I'm live threatening shit because I that's that's what people wanted me to do. As soon as I started seeing the tweets, I saw six or more, six or seven more motherfuckers like, you just watched a red wedding, didn't you? I was like, yup, how'd you figure it? She was like, niggas, we all reacted the same No, because, dog, when I say I spazzed, I spazzed when I, Kathleen got her throat slit. I was like, no, they got, they got to at least let her walk up out of here. And I was like, so, bruh, like, 
Where's Winterfell, bro? <laughs> in ruins, nigga. What we finna do with Winterfell? In fucking ruins. Bran gone. Arya Stark is like becoming that nigga. Arya, bro, Arya Stark about to listen. I already know how her arc kind of goes because seeing that shit them turn her, her, turn her ass to a savage. Savage. Arya Stark, but I'm not even trying not to give you too much, but Arya Stark's character development, you're going to be nothing but proud. Like, I watch her like a proud-ass big sister. Bro, even, even like, again, I'm, I'm just, I just ended season three, and, like, when she and when she ended season three by, like, starting starting wrecking niggas, I was like, hell She yeah. started, yeah, yes. She hell yeah. Y'all niggas, bro. She y'all not, talking shit about your family. Hell yeah. She not taking no L's off you niggas. Fuck out of here, nigga. So, anyway. Speaking of fuck out of here, nigga. Okay, so. <laughs> Let's get into the shits. Let's go. So I watched, um, after I finished Game of Thrones, I was just like, all right, I want to see what all this hype is about about you. And so for those who, and you know what? At this point, guys, these are spoilers. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert for the next, like, maybe 15, 20 minutes about both you and abducted about plain sight. So if you are sensitive about that. Or it's a trigger warning or anything. Take this. Just skip ahead about 15 minutes. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. um, So... I was watching you, right? Mm-hmm. And the show starts out as the guy Joe. He, it's like it's like a normal rom com. You know, like all right, white people be it, and right. It starts out as your typical white people rom com, okay? And Joe is like, gets this girl's number or like offers her a book or something. Yeah, situation. I'm saying bags are in the bookstore. Awesome. Bags are in the bookstore, and then begins to stalk the bitch. Like immediately after he bags her in the bookstore, like stalk her, right? Goddamn, Joe kills her boyfriend. Kid- and so, 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 so kidnap like, kills her boyfriend. Yeah, so like, so dude stalks her. You know what I'm saying? Then, then finds out, finds out. Shorty got, a, shorty got a boyfriend. You know, boyfriend a typical white fuck nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like white startup fuck nigga. Lord's a boyfriend into some other shit. Kidnaps and then kills the motherfucker with a peanut allergy. That was triggering, triggering for me because I got a peanut allergy. I was like, God damn it, you dirty bastard, you dirty motherfucker. Then Don't do that to people. finds out that old girl Beck's best friend is a bitch, kills her too. Like, listen, a whole ass, like, Literally, in love with her. Anybody who's that, fucking with his, who's fucking with his shorty? Fucking with his go. shorty? Gotta go. To the point where when Beck herself started fucking with their relationship, she had to go too. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> she was like, look, baby, you getting in between me and you. You getting in between us. So, bow. <laughs> like, I was like, bro. The funniest part was like when Peach and Joe were both like, oh my God, you're a stalker. And they're both stalkers. Like, They're both stalkers, except Peach ain't killed nobody. That we know of. That that we know of. But like, Peach also had this strange, wildly similar obsession with Beck, which made me think about it like, maybe Peach saw herself in Joe, which is why she hated him. Because she she he, she was like, you the ops. Because you remind me. I'm the ops. Me, so I'm the ops. And you remind me of me. So, so you the ops. So, and, what, and I've been here longer, nigga. So, run up, get done up, nigga. And then Peach out here overdosing herself, like, overdosing on purpose because she know Beck will be right there, mm-hmm. playing the victim and a lot. Like, it was just a lot. And, and first and foremost, all right, Gwyneth Beck, <laughs> let's talk about Shorty for a minute. Can we? Because Gwyneth Beck, there's a meme that says, it was like Lisa Simpson in front of a, uh, front of a like, stage, like, Gwyneth Beck was a whore. <laughs> Gwyneth Beck was a whore. Okay. A self-absorbed. A self-absorbed. Not that good of a writer. Mediocre Medi- at best. At best writer. Whore. She was what she was white white privilege if it manifested into a person. I'm saying okay, so she First was a writer. You ain't got no curtains, baby. You ain't got no 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 blinds, baby. You just out here in the naked in the middle of New York City, like it's not New York City. So here's the thing. You keep taking back your trash ass boyfriend. 
right? The, right. Before he before he dies, you, you clearly they set up, they framed the show as like this really trash ass boyfriend, and they're on again, off again, romantic thing. He's inconsistent with her. We've all been there, right? So they have sex. She didn't orgasm or whatever. <laughs> Dude can't even fuck you, right? Dude can't fuck you, right? He plays mind games with you, and it's just like, bro, you y'all. The first scene when I saw that, I was like, you need some self esteem. Because there's no way I'm sticking around for inconsistency and terrible sex. At least got to give me one. And it's got to be the sex. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, uh, honestly, it was like. Man, if we're being honest. But if you could at least, if you go, if you can't fuck, you could at least be consistent and like be there. You like, know, you could at least bring me flowers with your bullshit. Like something. <laughs> so there's that. Then her professor hits on her because she's like falling behind and super distracted. Yada, yada, yada. So her professor, the typical creepy professor role. Right. It offers to take her out. She goes. He Even though she her. knew that, like, that's like what you was. knew what time it was. And then you act funny when he was like, "I thought you knew what time it was." Exactly. So anyway, so the the framing of Beck is just this really like Naive, aloof, aloof white girl, suburban white girl. Not my brand of TV, anyway. Then you have. You know how bad Beck is? I was rooting for Joe at points. There were points where I was rooting for Joe. I was like, hell yeah, Joe, but I'm gonna wait a minute. He's a psycho stalker. Like, my nigga, he's not. But see, the way uh, at the end, when like he had her in the basement and. Paco. Of the library. Hey, shout out to Paco. Hey, Paco. Hey, man, I hope you have a great life as I a child. I hope Paco is out here, like, Living, being great. Flourishing. I hope Paco is Paco's flourishing. Paco's been through hell. Paco's Paco been, through. been through some shit. His mama, fucking dumbass. Uh, on that mess. On that, on that dog. That whole relationship irritated me. And then the fact that, like, I don't appreciate how Joe rebounded with a black woman and dogged her. I, no, that was the one I was like, damn it, Joe, just stay with your, like, stay with your black woman. Like, stay with her. Just stay with her. She was healthy. And he also recognized that she was healthy for him. And she was like, but no, I'm going I'm to I'm go back with this white girl because, you know. Didn't appreciate it. Didn't appreciate it at all. But also the black woman saw through his bullshit. He did. And she was like, uh-uh. And she even thanked me. She was like, you were my get-out-of-jail-free card. She did thank him. She thanked her. She pulled up on her. She was like, you are my get-out-of-jail-free card because he owes them bullshit. Yeah. And then, but That's when, right. The black girl did pull up on Beck and was just like, thank you. Whatever you did, thank you because, because I dodged a bullet. <laughs> Best thing I never had. Mm. But when Paco... because so, But Joe was actually legitimately good for Paco. You know what? Parts. I think he... Joe has this... And so I thought about it, and I was just like, okay, how does one become a Joe? And not that I can place myself with a serial stalker killer, but, like, how does one become a Joe? It's it's childhood. It's childhood was like that, because Mr. Mooney did did him the way you... So he feels like that's normalized. Also, let's talk about some Stockholm Syndrome, because you idolize the man who abused you, essentially. Right, and the fact fact that, like, dude had a stroke. And you still visit him. Dude had a stroke, and you thought it was your fault because you weren't there. That's Stockholm syndrome. Right. But we'll get into Stockholm syndrome. In the next one. In the next one. But um, then when I thought about it, I was just like, he has this savior complex. And he needs to save somebody. And he has, he feels the need to have to protect and have to save people from themselves. Beck needed to be single. Beck was in no way, shape or form a good girlfriend. No, she wasn't even a good person. She was trash. Hashtag, what if your Beck was a whore? (laughs) Tra- Beck was actually really trash. Out here, out here fucking your therapist. Out here fucking your therapist. And got caught doing it. And then, and then cop please. Cop please. 
And the therapist ended up getting framed for Beck's murder. Because after you gave him the idea to do it, she literally, like, she literally, when she was trying to talk her way out the shit, she was like, she literally gave Joe the framework on how to do the shit. The recorded sessions, the pictures in her phone, all of that shit. And then, and then the the climax when Beck broke breaks out, but there's one final because Joe got all the safe the safe houses. Yo, and Joe got all the safe and breaks out. And Paco looks at her. He's like, she's like, Paco, let me out. Joe's crazy. Paco's like, nah, because nah. <laughs> Joe done looked out way too many times, bro. Whatever he, you in with that nigga, that's is your between, business. That's between and y'all. <laughs> He literally closed the door and was like, bruh. Nope. That, that, that ain't none of my business because, again, if you get jammed up, don't, don't mention, mention my, my name. name. Speaking of Stockholm Syndrome, white privilege, and dumbass right. white people. So I also, like, over the weekend, watch it. Watch it, it. <laughs> Girl, get it watch together. Out. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, like, I was going to say something. Wow, but we going to let it go. Um, I watched Abducted in Plain Sight and... And the award for dumbest, dumbest white people fucking of, family of the year. I have ever. Okay. Five minutes into it. I wanted to fight. I turned it off. Like. I had to pause it because I found myself screaming at the TV. And I, bro, I'm watching this at work because I'm like, you text me. I'm like, damn, I got to watch this for research because I got to know what I'm talking about. I just thought you see the meme, but you don't get it. So I watch it at work. I'm like, damn, I got to, you know, because I know I'm, I got to catch up. I got to make sure I know this. And I'm like, and I'm live tweeting it while I'm watching it because that's the only way I can get my so I'm like, okay, so you have this family, this white suburban family. With in the middle of Idaho or Utah, one of the Something really sheltered, one-off places. Like, they say they don't even lock their doors. Yeah, like the neighborhood is like that, okay? What kind of neighborhood you live in, like where you feel that safe? I ain't never. Actually, no. Oxford, Ohio. Because Oxford, Ohio, a lot of college students. I was going to say, and my, like I grew up like that. There was a place where um, I grew up in the suburbs. I, could, I didn't have to lock my door. For a matter of fact, like in Forest Park, the good side of Forest Park, because <laughs> there, there are two sides. And God y'all know damn, must, must be, be two sides. And y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. And y'all know exactly the, the, the divider is too. Winton and Kemper. <laughs> I lived on the Kroger side of Kemper. Okay. So um, I, I didn't lock my car doors. We didn't, like, my neighbor, I lived in a cul de sac. I lived in, like, you know, and are very like that all the neighbors knew each other the neighbors my godfather lived across the street and my neighbor to the right of me was my father's best friend like, i didn't like get away the, with shit like to the point where it's like if, if a car didn't recognize it in the hood it was like mm. no, no, my godfather lived across the street they would take a picture of the license plate of whoever was coming to, if they saw me get it, me or my twin or my brother get in the car or something like that there was a picture my father has shown me pictures of the license plate of men picking me up I was like 18, 19 at this time. Or like if um, like the scene out of Bad Boys 2, my godfather, my dad opened the date for my prom. Opened the door for my prom date. How old are you? 15? Nigga, you, you look, look 30. 30. Even worse, my first boyfriend did not go to the district because, did not go to the same school district as me because of how on lock my father had our neighborhood. Like the older, I was a freshman, all the boys in my neighborhood were older than me. They knew what time, what time, what kind of shit Andrew was on? You couldn't even, like, they was like, nah, she had the one. That's not it. My <laughs> nigga, I did not get a date in my own school district until all them niggas graduated. When I say I got pregnant under, like, sleeping out the side door, like, no. Niggas to this day were just like, bro, how crazy your father is? I don't know how. But that's the thing. 
crazy ass parents make for stri- make for make for real c- clever ass kids. Oh yeah, we got clever. But anyway, so they grew up in a neighborhood that ain't, uh, the, ain't no locked doors, real shelter. Yeah, so they allowed this man, Robert Berkthold, is his name, to get access to their children. All right, so 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 first, so so they work backwards, right? And so because mind you, I'm like you, like ten minutes in, I'm like, what the entire fuck is wrong with you people? So they get access. So so first. So, dude is a, a master manipulator and a master, like, he's a, he's a fucking convicted child rapist. So, I, could, I don't have to say alleged with him. He's convicted. But see, the, I maybe, and I don't know how, this was this was in the 70s, 80s, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it was 74, 75, 76. So, maybe I'm speaking out of turn here or maybe, I don't know. But don't you get, like, a notification of you not, being... Not then. Not then? Not then. Okay. Because I was like, make this make sense. Because well, I yeah. didn't understand. Not then. You don't get a notification. When like, not at that time. That That is a relatively recent thing. Yeah, because we live in next fact, door... In fact, registering sex offenders is a relatively recent have, thing. You're right. Because having to register as a sex offender, because when we first bought our house, there was a guy who lived in the neighborhood who was a sex offender. We got a notification. And because of how egregious his offense was, they, the city was like, made him, they, the city bought his house underneath him and made him move. Because he's not allowed to be anywhere close to like children under a certain age. Yeah. Yeah. And so, 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 master manipulator. And so, here's, so they worked backwards because I was trying to figure out how. So, dude, first and foremost, like, he, he has an affliction for young girls. And the way they, way the brothers just something like, yeah, he like young girls. Like, if that's a thing. I hate how cavalier they described like, being a pedophile. He's a pedophile. Like a serial pedophile. Is that a word? Fuck it. We're going live. So <laughs> so he already knew he wanted old he wanted their daughter. And so, but he want but he knew that the parents were a problem. So he systematically got rid of them niggas by first bagging the wife. Hey, he had an affair. With the wife. With the wife. Had an affair with the daddy. Had an affair with the husband. Was able to build a wall in the girls' bedroom. Because the girls lived in, in it was two to a bedroom. He let me convince them to build a wall in between that so each one had their own quote unquote room. And and then he told them that, hey, I was, you know what I'm saying, I was abused as a child, blah, 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 blah. Part of my therapy is I need to be, I need to sleep in the bed with, with your daughters alone four nights out of a week. And the what? parents were months. just like, okay. Sure, that that's, I mean, that if, sounds normal. If it's a part of your therapy, the part about the story that fucked me up. Because let's back up. Let's let's back up, right? So one of the girls was just like, um, asked he had asked if he could take her out, and the parent mom was just like, oh, it's a school night, no, da da da, or she's got piano or horse riding lessons or something. And so he's no, like, she had piano lessons and it was a school night, and she said like, look, if you could take her out, but she needed you need to also take her to the piano lessons, and she needs to get back before supper, right? right? Or dinner. Yeah. White people say supper. So she needs to get back. So he's like, okay, picks her up, gives her, he said, um, allergy medicine. an allergy medicine, which sleeping ended pill. up being a sleeping, exactly, ended up being a sleeping pill. And so the girl falls asleep. They don't get back until five days later. Ask me when the parents filed a missing persons report. No, they filed, they waited five they days. They waited five days. Your daughter does not come back for five days. You know who she's with. You know where she, you know who she with. And yo, this person, you know, did the whole race with your daughter. Did the race with your daughter. And then you don't wait for five because, oh, I, you know, I don't want to make a big deal. Is this my, I'm making all no, the big the, deal. I am making such a fuss. 
They're, they're like, what do you mean a fuss? What do you mean? What do you, like, she's like, oh, I'm going to call the FBI. The FBI was closed. And, bro, what? What? What's happening? Call the local police, and then so so they wait five days to call, and then they they find they find them in like a couple weeks. Then and so they find them a couple weeks, and you know it's pull, hard not to get pissed. Oh no, I was livid. I wanted, I, I still want them parents paid. I don't know how they weren't I, I charged. Not, with, I don't understand how these parents were not. Thank you. They should have been charged with child. How were they not charged with child endangerment? How did you get to be so naive? So wait, this man takes your child, brings him back, whatever. They did whatever. the race, and so then they charge him with kidnapping. You know, he you find your fucking child in Mexico. He didn't brainwash the child. He didn't trick the child to think that, like, the aliens... She was abducted by aliens and that she needs to produce a baby. Oh, boy, they're going to kill the whole, everybody, like... Or they're going to kill the family and then they're going to breed with her sister. Like, it was wild. So they find your baby in Mexico. Then he tells the parents that I can come back with your baby if you drop the charges. And the first, the first one was like, hey, if you give me permission to marry her, okay. I'll what? come back with her. Nigga, what, what type the of deals? And the parents were negotiating the okay. And then, and then, so then I'm trying not to spaz, and I'm, I'm trying not to get itchy when I talk about this because because okay. because I, I still got man, we I'm, got a couple clips. Because first and foremost, then so when they come back, you know, and then they, the FBI tells you don't talk to these motherfuckers. You don't listen. So then the wife comes in and then extorts you, saying like, "Look, if you continue press the charges, we'll let we'll let we'll let everybody know that you that he he had a little affair with you, and he had a little affair with you, and y'all are so." afraid and protected your goddamn image you trying to drop the charge of him doing a race with your goddamn daughter so here's my thing not only that so they get the child back they do the dna kit test they test her and her hymen hasn't been broken because he knew he knew to only put the tip in do you know i was so fucking disgusted i was like i was hot so okay we know i'm a mom and in my head, whenever I hear children are involved in anything, in my head as a parent, I'm like, Alex, how would you dis- how would you instinctively act in this situation? I would be losing my fucking mind. I would be in I would be inconsolable. I load the clip. Load bro, what the chopper saying like it's December thirty first. Have you lost your fucking mind? And, and y'all are out here and so then all right, so 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 spoiler, kid gets kidnapped twice. Kidnapped, not Twice, 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 same nigga. And so, and so the second time, so, so short, so you know, poor Jan. I, I, I thought of me if I was like, I couldn't have been this stupid at twelve, but I don't want a victim blame. But like, she over here still thinking like, I gotta, I gotta like complete the mission. Like she feels like if she don't get pregnant by this man by the time she's sixteen, everything's gonna get fucked up. So boom, let's stick a pin in it right there because I can't. With, okay, because I can't. But the problem that I'm having here. Is there's a couple things psychologically fucked up with Jen, and even when they were interviewing her now, as oh, an like adult, she's still like, she's oh, still she's f- still fucked. She's fucked up. So when you talk about sex crimes mm-hmm. and pedophilia and Stockholm syndrome and all these mental disorders with these grown ass people, like this is white privilege. This, I was watching this like it was a TLC show. Like it's the epitome of what happens when you give people like this is. I'm I'm tripping over myself. I'm beside myself because I watched it and I just got angry because once again, nobody's protect. Y'all don't give a fuck about y'all kids. Y'all said fucked up kids, literally. Literally and, fucked them and, kids. And, 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 How does your daughter get access to this man twice? And not only that, so she's telling you 
Okay, here's what here's what. So no, so she get back. You know what I'm saying? Y'all dropped the chart. Y'all 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 weaken the, the state's case because y'all refuse to testify because y'all scared of all your own bullshit getting out. And so then, and so then, in that meantime, the the dude does. He gets charged with 45 days for kidnapping, which is a wild. And then, wild. And then he gets out on good behavior. This nigga did 10 days for kidnapping. I know kids who do 10-day suspensions. And so, and, so, <laughs> and so then, after he gets out, the wife, the mother, has another eight-month-long affair with, with her. With a man that is who a, sexually assaulted and kidnapped your daughter. Who was charged and convicted of kidnapping your daughter. You have an eight-month affair with him. When I say... I that, wanted to scream. You went on national. No, excuse me. International. Al Gore's internet. And admitted that shit. And admitted that you are a fucking terrible person. And, and, and then, so then, after you do that, and so he, so Rob B is, is the name of... No, fucked up your whole family. Like, he done, made, he done bagged the daddy. He done bagged the mama twice. And so then, then, uh, and then... Y'all fly your own daughter out to see the motherfucker because she's like, I need to see him. I don't want. And you fly your own daughter out? When I say my scalp was itchy, my teeth hurt because I was gritting my teeth so hard. Like I watched the shit and I was just like, I don't even think I made it that far, Calvin. I don't I don't think so. I think by that time I was like, it's nap time. I'm at work. And so I'm watching this. I'm watching this like to try to make sure that like I'm out here doing um, proper research no like, i didn't make it that far I, hey, I didn't make it that damn, far like and, and, and then at the end like, yeah you know I feel, you should feel bad you guys get you guys let the goddamn kidnapper do the race with your daughter twice because you were scared that y- y'all own dirty laundry would get air listen line my shit up like nivia going to the laundromat okay bro i'm not scared of my fucking dirty laundry when it comes to protecting my fucking kids and like i Ooh, child, my blood pressure. Let's stop it. Because I can't. I can't. White people just like, yeah. and, and I'm supposed to believe that y'all, they're a superior race. Y'all don't know how to do yeah, goddamn I, thing. Like, y'all are dumb. Y'all, are, listen, super privileged white people have to be the most naive, aloof motherfuckers. So, this is now the time in the podcast where things get a little bit more spicy. More spicy. Because I like that. So I'm gonna start with Colin Kaepernick and oh so they Colin Kaepernick was able to settle his collusion case. Him and Eric Reed were able to settle their collusion case with the NFL um for an undetermined amount of money. The rumors are it's between sixty and eighty million dollars. Right. Um so, because the collusion case was I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Collusion case was that the owners were colluding to keep Colin Kaepernick and to an extent Eric Reed out of the NFL due to their, prote- their protestation of police br- brutality by kneeling in the national and anthem. And they were. But I don't, you know, we don't, we keep shit funky up here. They definitely were. The fact, and the fact that the NFL ch- chose to not let this go to court where everything is out in the open and chose to settle and made sure to add an NDA oh, yeah. means that there's there's some evidence that Colin Kaepernick was like, nah, fam, y'all, y'all did this shit, and I have the evidence to prove it. Hell, we can look at it's, any given Sunday in the National Football League and see the evidence to prove it. There ain't 32 quarterbacks better than Colin Kaepernick. Now, I'm not a huge Colin Kaepernick the football fan. I don't think he's, not, he's an average QB, but ain't 32 QBs better than him. That's facts. There ain't enough QBs better than him to him not to have a whole-ass job. And see, I don't know enough about football to know that he was far from mediocre. 
the man's was in a Super Bowl. <laughs> like, <laughs> Joe Flacco just got another contract. Mm. But Th- so, that's so, that on that. And so, and so, a lot of people, um, some people, not a lot, some people call Kaepernick a sellout because he accepted the settlement. So here's with, the thing with the NBA. Cop, cop, here's my thing about it. Colin Kaepernick never told us to boycott anything. Not he never a, told us not. Ex- and please, if you're going to correct me, please bring the receipts. Because otherwise, because otherwise, shut the fuck up. But I, I, will, I will block you. To, Colin Kaepernick, to my knowledge, never told anybody to boycott anything. We did that on our own. And actually, we can't even say we really did that because you didn't. Uh, so, so the people, only people who really boy, like really was on it was the people who weren't watching the NFL anyway. It was a lot of, it was a lot of, it was a lot of women. And I'm not saying this militia. A lot of women was like, boycott the NFL. I can't believe y'all, y'all weren't watching the damn game. I mean, anyway. it's easy for me. That's like me saying boycott Gucci. Okay, I couldn't afford the shit anyway. Like, I cool, not a problem. I was never interested or invested in football. I watched for the halftime shows and the commercials when I did watch, and for like the family gathering that it always was for me. That was it. So I was never truly invested into the NFL anyway this was an easy play for me however it the Colin Kaepernick situation like for me it made me think about integrity and made me think about the fact that like he really stuck by his morals stuck by his guns and 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 turned it turned turned down different opportunities like he like people's like oh he turned out like listen if I feel like I'm an NFL quarterback you're not gonna make me play the minor leagues to prove myself again and I don't have my ass and I'm not going to and the only reason why you're bringing me through that hoops is because you know that I'm right you're trying like you're trying to discredit my point and, and derail it. And when I think about that, I'm just like it pays your integrity and who you are. All money ain't good money. And who you are and and what your moral fiber is is going to pay it, off. It reminds me a little bit, actually a lot, of what Dave Chappelle did. So Dave Chappelle, for those who who are maybe a little unfamiliar, he Comedy Central offered Dave Chappelle fifty million dollars. To continue Chappelle's show for I forget however number many seasons, offered him fifty million, but Chappelle didn't like the way they were trying to take his show. Mm-hmm. So he so he he, gave, he quit. He gave. He was like, Nah, y'all not about to you know what I'm saying do me like this. He quit, and then people tried to paint Dave Chappelle as oh he's on drugs or he's crazy. Or so for. And then you double back, and this is how do you feel about Dave Chappelle, the person? Right, that that was my next point. How because do you feel about Dave far be it for me to defend Dave Chappelle. However, I do understand his integrity. And like, and so, and so, not only did he keep his his integrity, whether you agree with whatever his integrity is, it's not my point here. But he kept his integrity, and then secured a whole sixty million dollar deal from Netflix. So he kept his integrity, he kept his creative control. Whatever Comedy Central was or was not trying to push right. that show, he wasn't for the shit. And, and he played the long game and came out ahead. And if we're going to keep it a buck, David Chappelle walked so that Key and Pell can run. Oh, he laid the whole blueprint. If, if we being fucky, Key and Peel should send like a percentage of every check they get to Dave Chappelle. And we're going to keep it a buck. And he even says it like he's like like I, I had to see Key and Peele do my show every week. He did say that, but yeah, if we're if we're being honest, but see that brings me to like all right. So Monique was recently on the Steve Harvey show, 
And I have championed for Monique until she caped for Roseanne. And then that's when I was like, girl, that's not... Monique on the Steve Harvey show was already a bad idea from the back From the fucking (laughs) gate. But I understand they have, like, the kings and queens of comedy connection. Like, they go back. Like, they they really had, like, a genuine relationship. And they still do. Which is why she went on the show. Right. But Steve Harvey on national television, and please correct me if I am wrong. You know, you know I will went on national television and said that your integrity, your bag is greater than your integrity. So, because I watched, I watched it. Because I saw, I, I see, because I often see the backlash before I see what actually caused said backlash. So here, I, I also watched it. And to be honest with you, I stopped giving a fuck about Steve Harvey opinions when he went to the Trump Tower. And then I really stopped giving a fuck when, like, I also watched the movie and read the book of Think Like a Man. And it was so, first of all, the movie was fucking terrible. But then the, the first one was solid. The it second was, one was garbage. It was fucking garbage. But then it of how veiled it was and misogyny, and, misogyny and, and sexism, I was like, this isn't for me anyway. This, this whole thing, this whole platform was never going to be for me. And then to know that you're a fucking hypocrite because... Your wife is a scammer. Is a scammer. And so I looked at so who raised. Never mind. Who raised the scammer? Who raised the baby scammer? But a little I, scammer, young young scammer, young a little scammer, scammer that could. <laughs> um. And so I look at it, and so I watched it, and I looked at it like, see, the problem with a lot of these people is they don't know how to articulate their message in a way that makes sense. But at the same time. And here's what I'm saying. Steve Harvey gets paid to talk. Steve Harvey gets paid to articulate himself. So if he does not understand the concept that words mean things, I am not going to sit here and defend that man. I'm not necessarily defending. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand. So I looked at it like that's a conversation that shouldn't have been held on national TV. No. Because first of all, most, you got your studio audience, which is mostly Caucasian out here trying to like. Caucasian white women. Out here trying to like, you know. Speak. They have taken issue with Monique. Before she, her ass even sat on the fucking couch. That was not her audience. That was not her her space. And again, I've I've always defended Monique until she, the Roseanne bar, like Roseanne shit, girl. That was not the hill to fucking die on. Niggas die on hills every day, B. I mean that that wasn't it, and I stand by that. But Monique's points were valid as fuck. But, but the biggest problem that I had with the the entire interaction was the way he yelled at her. The way that he spoke to her, the way that he like his entire mannerisms and demeanor towards her, like had Monique popped the fuck off in front of oh, the fucking studio audience for the white woman, it fueled every anti-black woman stereotype there is out there. So I applaud her for not popping the fuck off because it couldn't have been me. And I and I look at it like that conversation looked like conversations that me and you have in private, or me and. A, num- a number of I my, would never have given that conversation platform. A number of my black female friends, we have similar conversations. Like, you know me and you spar. You know me and some of your friends go at it. All the time. All the time. But we, we have it in a space where the outsiders aren't looking at. And I, and I, shout out to my homie Mansa, who was here. He said something like, we can have these conversations. We got to have them in private because we can't allow everybody to be Because they are privy. studying us. Everybody, everybody they think they're privy to our conversation. So I looked at it like I, don't I, had, I had, had the main issue I had was like if because that was real, that was real conversation. That was real. Like I've known you for 
a decade plus. I'm trying to help you. I don't think you. that was the platform to do. But it was You but don't do it on I the think, show. You do it but see, backstage. That, again, or you do it in, you that know. brings me right back to the point of integrity. Because we know who Monique does it for. And we also know who Chief Harvey do, does it for. And those are totally two different bags, totally two different audiences. And at the same time, Steve Harvey is going to shuck and jive. His wife already told him, you don't make enough money for me. We know who Steve Harvey is doing it for. We know the we know the purpose. Steve Harvey lost his backbone a long time ago. He lost his integrity and his respect with me a long time ago. And for those who aren't aware, just Google what he did to Bernie Mac. Um, but oh, never fellow King. But I look at it like I understand very understand like playing the long game, and I understand like look like you got to. But wait. If you go once you Google what he did to Bernie Mac and you understand that Bernie Mac still secured his bag, it makes my point. My point, I guess my point was is this: it's like we talked, even we talked about it. Like, don't cut off your nose to spite your face with 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 Rob Stark, right? For and, and his, you know, how you want to move versus everything else, and that is still key. And so you have to examine. Okay. My, my pride, my integrity, and also the world we live in. I'm not saying shuck and jive. I'm not saying bend the knee. <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing all that. But I'm looking I'm looking at it like, okay, sometimes life is chess. And sometimes you have to sacrifice a pawn in order to in order to, to gain an advantage to get that queen later. And it's up to you. And you got to figure out what's your pawns, what's your what's your queens, what's your rooks, like what your your hierarchy of shit I can't stand on. And right. for Monique, the shit she can't stand on is very out in the open. It's very out in the open. And we all agree that she has sacrificed potential earning opportunities because she there's some shit she won't stand on. <clears throat> and, see, I, that's, and, and that's I, a prerogative. And I think see, the main thing with Steve was is like if if you are. And this, and I think is this has been better coming from somebody else. But it's like if you are the main provider, or if if, it, if people are dependent on you to secure bad, like you got to understand, like you can't. If people are depending on you, that changes the calculus a little bit. First of all, <laughs> Steve Harvey once again can talk all that shit that he wants to because we understand what pressure he's under from his wife and his family. He's not the only person out. Monique is married. Monique is definitely the breadwinner in her relationship. She's got kids too. She's raising a family too. And still out here securing bags. Bernie Mac was married with children and securing his bag. Me, I have a child and securing a bag. But I'm not laying down the moral fiber of what makes Alex Alex in order to pick up a dime. That when you are who you say you are, I believe you. But when you do it with the right intentions, I'm not going to run down to the lot to buy one car when I can walk down and buy them all by remaining who I am. If you are a good person to your core and you stand on those fundamental things, like moving with integrity, moving with some common sense, moving with not common sense, but some sense about yourself and doing the right thing right by people, then you don't have to worry about those kind of things that Steve Harvey is. Yes, he's going to shuck and jive because we know who you're entertaining. Keep da- tap dancing. Steve Harvey reminds me of um, Samuel Jackson's at a at a Django. Oh, child. Oh, damn. Goddamn. Like, I, and I hear you. And I, again, I, like, want, I want to make sure I'm not disagreeing no, I, with I don't, you. I but I also don't, know the world we live in. I, I don't feel like you have to compromise that in order to come up with the bag. Because there's been plenty of opportunities that have come my way that put me in positions where 
I could I could I live with myself after this? And the money was there. Like it was complete. There's been plenty of times where I could have stepped on a neck or done something underhanded or, you know what I'm saying? Um, climbed on top of somebody to, to get to where I need to be. And I don't, I, if I have to get it that way, it does, it's not going to feel as satisfying as it is. And a lot of times, like for me, the money and opportunity, money is not, that's not what motivates me. So placing a dollar next to anything is not that's it's going to get my attention. It's not going to make me jump though, and that's the thing. Like when it depends on what what you got that that motivates you and gets you out of bed every day. Yeah, everybody wants to make a dollar. Nobody wants to work every day. Nobody nobody wants that. But at the same time, I also understand that like I can't go back to my son and look at him and say your mom got this out the mud, or and look at him and say with integrity and, and preach to him about being what a being a productive and good human being or black child is or black man is but, but your mom's track record is doing shicey shit to get here that shit don't last always and karma's a real motherfucker which is why steve harvey has continued continued to look crazy in the light so i i mean you you have every right how you secure your bag is none of my business but what i do know is i for me and mine and for, for the Alexandria brand or whatever it is that I find myself in this world trying to build, it's not going to be built on no bullshit. And I heard people, some people hate when I say everyone has a brand because they're like, yeah, but everyone, the reason why I say everyone does is because even if you're not trying to intentionally build it or trying to intentionally foster it, when people say your name. That's your brand. That's who you are. That's what. That's the energy that you bring into a room. That's the the energy that of. That's your reputation. That's how you move. Everybody is a brand. And so and so I look at it like because because a lot money motivates a lot for me. Like, but it doesn't motivate everything because the money motivates everything. I wouldn't do this podcast for fucking free and taking two hours. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not it's not no shame. It's like money doesn't motivate everything, but like money motivates a lot because I come from somewhere where we ain't had it like that. And so I don't wanna bring a child into the world when I ain't got it like that. So I gotta get it like that. And so there are and but everyone has a breaking point and everyone has a price. So and some people's prices and breaking points are different than others. And I just I know for me, it ain't that. It ain't that. And if I have to compromise who I am to go get it, then it's not for me. And you need to be able to look at yourself and say, all opportunities ain't for you. All money ain't for you. All things ain't for you. And that's fine. And be able to really, because honestly. And one monkey don't stop me. I'd rather be able to sleep at night than to know that I had to compromise who I am for an opportunity. Because that means that that opportunity wasn't even for me. Oh, Steve sleeps fine. I know know for a fact. Steve sleeps great. I'm pretty sure. And I hope he does. I, I hope that with all the money he's gotten and obtained, you still ain't like... I pray you do. I pray. I, I don't want ill will or nothing towards him like that. I don't. But I also, like, I know for for me personally, that's not how I would want to make my money. And, and again, just one final update. He did. Steve did apologize and say he regretted those comments. No, he regrets the backlash he got from his comments. Because had niggas been on his side, he would have lived in that shit. Speaking of niggas being on your side, let's get to the shits because I, cause I got a whole... To All say right. About this, you start because I, <laughs> you and I are going to fundamentally disagree with this. I feel it. I feel it in my fiber. So I'm gonna let you go first. All right. You've been waiting to unload this clip all week. Cause I'm I'm fed the fuck up, man. Honestly, and so for those who have been lived under a rock, <laughs> Jesse Smollett. So when did when did the first reports come out? 
Like, like two, two, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. So, two, so two, a couple weeks ago, a report came out that uh, he was attacked in Chicago late night by two Trump supporters, maybe or maybe not wearing Make America Great Again yeah. hats. You know, called 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 the f word, called the n word, because I'm not part of the I'm not part of that culture. I can't use that so word. So he got called a faggot. You know what I'm saying? He, he got, got called, called a nigga. nigga. He got called all types of slurs. And then, and then, according to the initial reports, he was you know beaten beaten up bad. They put a noose over his neck, threw bleach on him, all types of shit. And from what I saw, the outpouring, what for prayers and condolences and like well wishes. Was great. I outpoured because I was like, I even said I was like the word of the day is inter- intersectionality, because I fully believed that he he had got attacked because I was like the word of the day is inter- intersectionality because he wasn't he wasn't attacked because he was gay he wasn't attacked because he was black he was attacked because he was both, and so and for people who was trying to make it just a gay issue or just a black issue they missed the point, they still missed the point, mm-hmm. and so. And all of that happened, like, and then reports came out. There was a letter sent to the Empire offices, you know, threatening him, and all of this came out. So that was where we were two, a couple weeks ago. Right. Over the course of that time, the story has started to unravel mm-hmm. uh, as far as the, the alleged, and I stress alleged, alleged attack. Whether it was, whether, <laughs> whether he had... Uh, framed it whether it was involved whether it's the two black brothers who did it whatever the case may be and a lot the 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 story has changed since it came out the story has changed and it's been inconsistent and there's holes in it and there's holes from jesse's side there's been inconsistent from chicago pd it's been inconsistent from the two men who came out and as the alleged attackers there's just been a lot of a lot of information but no, I won't even call it information. It's a lot of speculation. A, a whole, a whole, a whole lot of speculation. Nothing solid has been given to us from sources I actually trust. And so, and so, I look at it, and I remember, and I ain't talk about it at first, but I remember. I think we kind of refused to talk about it. We did because we was like, eh, well, yeah, we don't, yeah. And, 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 and we're, and I'm, I'm, I, I'm gonna be careful of how I speak. I have it. been very like careful about because how I, I think speak my frustration, my first frustration was. That vibe article that said, that, yeah, that said straight black men silence and justice moment is troubling. First and foremost, where the fuck did you see that? Because all maybe again, I maybe I just have different timelines than people. I'm assuming I do too. Because I saw nothing besides a couple people give outports of support, and even the people who held back didn't held back because they they said he deserved it. It was like, well, I don't know all the facts yet, but. And, but see, go ahead. And so, and so, and so I think that was the frustration. That was the first. That was the first frustration for me. And then, like, it was it, it compounded me. It compounded my frustration because okay, there's one article saying like, why the fuck are straight black men silent? And then you have several um, members of the LGBTQ community when people like Kevin Hart or Steve Harvey, you know, ironically enough, gave her condolences like, we don't need your shit because you you haven't shown you know enough yeah. requisite support. Or change behavior. And I'm going to speak on the Kevin Hart thing. This is the reason why there was backlash for black men. Because as the majority whole, and I'm not speaking for the black men who get it. I'm speaking to the black men who... The reason why Kevin Hart was received the way he was was because you went on an an anti-apology tour to explain why you were not going to re-apologize for something you've already apologized for. And you doubled down on your ignorance. You continue to do so. 
So when you want to offer your condol or you offer your your thoughts or your mm-hmm. your feelings to the same community that you continue to disrespect, it sounds crazy. And you can keep that shit because it, it comes across insincere. And I, I, I hear you. And I'm not even mad at you because I understand, like, your viewpoint on it. But it's like I do look at that and I look at the combination of, like, oh, y'all are silent. But then because, like, it was like, okay, so do you want us to be silent? Do you want us to know this? It's like, what? Like, and it was that, that sort of backlash. She was like. A lot of, most of us weren't silent. And I think I get mad because just like I get mad when they paint black women with a broad brush. Don't paint me with a broad brush, nigga. I'm not a fucking monolith. But that's not the point. And so, and so now as the story continues to change and shift and the speculation continues to change and shift, a lot of people are like, are, are kind of reconsidering their, their, their stance on Jesse. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that fair to say? In the most PC way I can, I can say they it. are reevaluating, and I, I can, I can see why. Because it's like, and, and I think the more that I looked into the story, because at first I, I just like, man, that's fucked up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, my prayers, like, that's fucked up. It's crazy the world we live in. And the fact, and the side note, the fact that this story is even believable should show you have a world that we live in. The fact that, like, the fact that. He said, like, these two Trump-supported MAGA hat-wearing pulled up on me at 2, 2 a.m. and beat my ass and threw a noose on me. The fact that we all was like, yeah, that sounds plausible, is a proof of how the world has shifted to where we live in after the election of y'all fuck-ass president. And so I'm not—so I, I, I want to note that before we get back into the shits because right. the fact that this story was believable shows a lot about where we are. Okay. And so until so, and so you, you start seeing the, the gaps, like— how long he waited to call the police after the attack? So stick a pin in it. Every point you make, I'm gonna let you make your point, but I'm gonna, I'm I, I have to because there's so much. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I understand why celebrities, because him hesitating to call for help, is not uncommon in celebrity celebridom Hollywoodishness uh-huh. of things. Because you gotta call the gotta call the publicist. Gotta call the, because when you call the police, it goes on record. Police records are public. Mm-hmm. So now you have to call the police, you have to call your publicist, and you have to seek help. So at this point, again, we talk about protecting your brand. His knee-jerk reaction is, if I go to the hospital, this now becomes public information. It's going to hit the news faster than I got hit in my fucking face. So I understand the hesitation. I Not that I agree with it, and but I, I understand it. Like, in that situation, in a fighter, like, it'd be one thing if this was like, oh, he got caught cheating type shit or it's like some TMZ type shit where it was like you were in actual the, danger you you needed actual help like if you were as and if, I hate to say this if you were as innocent as you say you are then why wouldn't you just immediately go get help you I'm glad you said it not me because I said because I'm, I because <laughs> I really I, I, I hate the fact I hate the fact that I have to like I really want I really want so this before, to be true before I get into any more details the first thing I do want to make perfectly fucking clear like the bottom line with me is when I hear about my side, my my support is always and forever going to be on the side of a victim of any kind. Sexual abuse, physical assault, any of that. My, my knee-jerk reaction is going to side with the victim. Because if I was harmed, when, when, not even if, when I was harmed, I wanted to be believed. I wanted somebody to say, you know what? I don't have all the facts, but because who lies about shit like that? And you know what I'm saying? I want to be believed. So my knee-jerk reaction is to believe you so I can help you. 
And so I can support you. And so I look at it like, yes, obviously, we want. I want to believe. I want to believe. And and everyone wants to be believed. And I look at it, but the who lies about it? Like you know, what I'm saying like, it's, and I'm not. And it's I'm like not, it's lame. Like because it's Jesse, and because of the community that Jesse represents, he should be of all people. He, to he understand should know better how dangerous this is. Because that's and that's my thing. Because now, like, even if, and in my mind, it's thirty seventy. If it comes out that he was lying or telling the truth, even if it comes out like, hey, this shit actually did happen. The next person now hesitates because I don't want people. And, and that's that's why I'm pissed at it. More pins. So if it comes out that Jesse Smollett staged this and I am praying to my deity that that is not the case because this is going to be so dangerous and so damaging. It already is. First of all, niggas did not believe don't believe the LBG community to begin with. They don't believe the black community to begin with. When the fuck have you had niggas? Niggas will side the police when it, it, it favors their homophobia. Niggas have no problem siding with the fucking police, Chicago PD, CC Laquan McDonald, when it has something to do with siding with your homophobia. CC Kanika. CC Kanika Jenkins. Chicago police has a history of falsifying reports. A history of hiding black trauma and black violence. And Laquan McDonald and Kanika Jenkins are the only two we know about. Truth be told, the fact that this is Chicago PD is, is probably majority of the reason I'm like holding out like, because eh, Chicago PD is real shaky and shifty. So it's just like my heart of hearts is just like Jesse. I'm praying. Pr- that you like, weren't fucking stupid enough to do this shit. That you were not this dumb. Like to do, to do, I'm praying that this is true. I'm praying because we already, as Black people, are not believed. And now, and on top of that, you represent two communities who the truth has hard. People do not hesitate to take your side, take our side. They hesitate to believe when we're being harmed. They hesitate to believe the violence that our community. Not even hesitate. They don't fucking believe us. They don't. When we talk about, even as a Black woman, even as an assault survivor myself. Talking to it, talking about it, I can feel it. You don't really feel me. You don't really get it. You, and you know got what I'm the nerve to call yourself gay, Tupac. The hot takes. I I, I left that alone because I feel like niggas got on their, their this platform. Nah. They were smelling themselves a little bit. They got a little too much dip on that chip of theirs. Um, I, I got to hold on. So, so so Jesse, you probably don't listen to this, but if you don't. <sighs> If you're telling, if you're telling the truth, and and all of these reports are just false hearings, which is possible, I'm praying. It's very possible. I pray for your safety, brother, and I pray that you continue to get the help that you deserve. However, if it comes out beyond a shadow of, of a doubt, doubt that you stage this with your fucking dumbass, the nerve of you, the absolute unmitigated gall of you to understand you are a big outspoken opponent of 45. You are a big, like, we was rooting for you, my nigga. And I say this with all sincerity, like Tyra Banks, we were rooting for you. We were all, all rooting for you. you. When when that these reports came out, the majority of the both communities that you represent were down for you. Were, were supporting you, praying for you. I want this whoever okay 
whoever's handling, whoever his handler is, his his Olivia Pope is, she needs to be fired. Because you don't have one. Ain't no way in hell he has one. Because if he had one, this shit wouldn't have got like this. Because Ain't no way in hell. there's too much mud, and and to an extent, do there's I feel smoke. there's too much smoke? It does not. There's not there's enough for, fire. There's too much smoke there's, for it not to be some bullshit going what, on. What what what's the real tea here? Because the rumor, if we if we because we all of this is speculation, all of it. The first rumor was that this was a lover's quarrel. That he got that he that he got beat up. Because the dude he was seeing, his boyfriend. That was the first rumor. And now it came out like the, the stage attack or whatever the case may be. Bro, if you if if Jesse actually made this shit up, it, it's irresponsible. It's a bunch of fuck shit. And it shows that in this society, we rush to judgment on social media way too fucking quickly. Yes, we should we should listen to every to the victims. We should listen to victims, but you should listen to victims. And then also, like, or sometimes you got to, like, if all the evidence ain't there, you got to go try to find the rest of the evidence, even if you believe a victim, because you want to make that person's case stronger. That part. But see, I'm going I'm to let you finish. But there are a couple different points. Uh, Jesse aside, right, because the case is going to unfold. The truth has no, the truth is going to find its light. It always does. And I'm going to leave that right there. And Jesse, I am still praying for you. You still have my support. But the truth is going to find its light. And I pray that when this fall, the, when the, when all the chips are laid out right there, that we are all standing on the side of, of the truth. And until undisputed facts come out about this being absolutely fake, my support is going to be on the side of the victim. Okay? But however... That does not mean that you niggas did not take this time to let your homophobia leap the fuck out. And the crazy part is, like I said before, some of y'all were just canceling Terry Crews for going to the law enforcement. Just can't, just were canceling Terry Crews because he decided that he's going to go take the law route uh-huh. instead of beating a nigga's ass, right? Right. He deserved the ass whooping. But y'all, he should have, this big black man should have just whooped his ass, right? But the same people are going to the same law enforcement. Like, now you're waiting on a police statement to, to believe this truth? And I look, at it, I look at it like this, right? But that's what you need, though. So it's just like, once again, y'all niggas, are, you're, the fucking black people are believing Chica- the police, Chicago fucking PD, because it's on the side of your homophobia. I look at it like this. And I look at it from, from, some, from, from a straight black man, a cis-hetero black man. It was, and so, for those people, and I'm, I'm really trying to be responsible here because I don't want to say the wrong thing unintentionally. If I want to offend you, I want to offend you on purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't want to unintentionally offend you. Like, those people were like, wait a minute. this All of this don't fit. Right. Like, so it, 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 there's a difference between homophobia and all of this doesn't make sense. There's a thick line between... I don't know all the facts to have an informed opinion and saying that I don't believe him because he's gay. I, or, and, I, and I hope, and, and, and I look at it from, and I hope and that the majority of people who say... But they, that line is very thick. And that's why, and you can tell in the way that people explain their feelings about the situation, whether you genuinely just don't have all the facts or you just don't want to believe this nigga because he's gay and he represents something that you hate. And so the reason why I, 
I I hate when we use broad, like really heavy words, like loosely. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, because a lot of people, not you, because you're you're smarter than this, <laughs> but some of these motherfuckers aren't. No. Just broadly caught any sort, and we talked about this, like, that, that it's like the gay shield of, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, broadly caught any sort of criticism homophobia. And, and like, we, I, I'm not disagreeing. There is, a, there is a clear difference between homophobia, I don't believe him because he's gay, versus I don't have all the facts, and the facts I do have don't make, aren't making a lot of sense. I... I'm going to, I'm going to reserve judgment until then. There's a huge difference, but a lot of people out here in these social media streets don't see that. And they and it's like, oh, you don't automatically, you're not automatically jumping and rushing in to, 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 to like, you must be, a, you, you must hate gay people. No. That's not the case. And so I think a lot of the frustration is, is it's a lot of broad ass statements in a very nuanced ass situation. And that brings me to my final point. I am, I understand that I'm actually disappointed in the way the media covered this. I'm extremely disappointed. On both sides. On both sides of this. Because a lot of it was not, y'all, there was a lot of assumptions presented as facts. A lot of thinly veiled, the the thinly veiled. That's what TMZ does, bro. That's that's why TMZ is a fucking fan. I don't get my information, my real information. I I don't get this from those kind of sites. I lump TMZ in the same group that I would lump the Shade Room and Baller Report and all that shit. The reason why I don't, and I don't necessarily take TMZ as an NLB all, but TMZ has enough bankroll to pay the niggas who were there, to pay the people who, you know what I'm saying, who, like, who, to get the security footage. But at the end of the day, that is still a gossip site. That is still the gossip media is what they feed off of. They get these hot takes. I could go, to, I could email TMZ right now and say Beyonce in my bedroom. They're going to send somebody to figure out if Beyonce's in my bedroom. Their tips are not always 100% and, and, because they're paid for. And, 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 and the problem is, is when reputable media, or I say reputable with quotation marks at this point, media sites, site TMZ. And then it's like, oh, the Associated Press reported this. But you don't see First, at first, said by TMZ, you just see, oh, the New York Post president, they actually fact check the shit. And so it's a lot of irresponsible information. It's a lot of jumping to conclusions. The reporting on this was extremely irresponsible. It's a lot of jumping to conclusions, a lot of irresponsible people, and and it just led to a whole tornado of fuck shit. And so I will end this topic by saying this. Jesse, if, if, this, if this comes out, that is true. I pray for your recovery. Even if it's not true, I pray for your mental health. Because you got to be one sick son of a bitch to, to come up with this sort of lie. For what? And on the case that it is without a doubt proven that this is false, fuck you. Because of all the irre- irreversible damage you've done to these causes that you claim to champion so much. You know how hard it is? Just like, I'm, I'm piggybacking off of you and I don't want to step on your toes. You know how hard it is to get people to believe a black man in, in anything? How hard is people get to believe a gay man in anything? How hard is it for people to get to believe a black plus insert minority insert? Thing right, here. Exactly. And people believe Joe ass. Champion because he champions Joe ass because you're a celebrity. You had Nancy fucking Pelosi out here sending tweets on your behalf that she had to delete because we don't know if it's fucking true or not. Fuck you. And if this shows out that you are lying, 
fuck you from the bottom of my heart. And for all those people who 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 want to call everything homophobia and not but if it's actually homophobia, fuck you too. That was my next point because it's crazy like nigga selectiveness when it came to this slate like and I never the audacity of niggas never never ceases to amaze me. But I'm not going to be the one to hand out fuck yous. <laughs> I am just going to say I'll do that. Calvin, that's Calvin's energy. My energy is always going to say, I'm praying for your mental health and your stability and a safe recovery. And that's my stance as of right now. I don't have all the facts. and But I don't need all the facts. And I'm never, ever, ever going to... I'm not going to say I don't need all the facts. I'm never, ever going to apologize for believing a victim who told me he was a victim. Because I don't... You told me you were a victim. My heart is going to be with you. If it comes out that this is a lie, then I'll reassess my position then. But as of right now... I am going to support a victim in his victim in in his his current state. And like I, I already said, if it's if it's turned out that this is actually true, I pray for I pray for his mental health either way because this is still a fucked up situation he's going through. However you slice it, but if he had the audacity, if 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 if, if for those who don't hear me, if he had the audacity to lie about the shit for whatever fucking reason, the people that he endangered deserve me saying fuck you to him there's an entire community that's under attack and again jesse represents that community so i twice over i pray 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 i like that's where my heart is at because it's not just gay men that are going to be or gay the lbgtq community that's going to be impacted black people are going to be impacted black men are going to be and buck is still here living his fucking best life after two Homosexual black men were found dead in his apartment. Ed Buck is a serial killer. And then they found him today. It was posted today that they found him with yet another black man. And he's out here living his best life because because we don't protect our black LGBTQ That's sisters why and brothers. The story, the truth of this case is so important. That's why if you don't understand, if that didn't just bring it home for you, then we're not the podcast for you. Because if you can't understand the gravity of why that shit's important and why that, like, the truth of the matter and that... the it's just important. Like, I could go and get on my soapbox, and I'm, I'm trying not to. We can't even get on that long. We, we got to get out of here. We do got to get the hell out of here. You want to do a quick lightning round? Yeah, something light, man. Let's talk about long-distance relationships, because that was my topic of the day on my Instagram. I have one shout-out before we go there. So, because I got cut off talking about my fucking weekend, I... You cut yourself off. You're right. I think we, we got into it. Anyway, you know how this shit goes down on here. Real quick, when I went to this kickback in Columbus with Beloved, mm-hmm. um, and... I ended up trying this food from Dayton. It's called Kula Kula. Um, and shout out to her. Amazing chef. She made these sticky wings with the macaroni and cheese and the greens. And then on the side, it was you told me something Agnes. About I'm going to fuck this up because me and names Agnes. They made this stuff called brown sugar lemonade. What, nigga, what? Brown sugar lemonade fire and then we were at a, an open bar kind of situation so i just do do some bullet inside of it bro woo, slaps fire flames we're gonna have their instagram information in the bio of this mm-hmm. because if you have the opportunity to support it support it it's black owned it's black owned you wonder how much my plate was how much was your plate my plate was only ten dollars and he slid me the lemonade for, for, the, for the culture for the culture but there's more she made this junk called a soul roll a soul roll I heard about it. It sounds like an egg. It, it's like an egg roll shell, but it's got mashed potatoes, greens, and turkey in it. 
with like this spicy red hot. Well, it was like this red hot cream sauce or whatever. Oh Jesus Christ! I was like, my trainer gonna kick my ass, but God, oh, it was so. I, it was fire, and I never really rave about food because I'm a very picky eater. But that shit was flames. So if you have the opportunity to go support, support. We um, will. We will sh- be posting them because uh, I, I gotta now. I gotta pull up on. I gotta pull up on Shorty. Bro, now later if she if I didn't have to record today because I tweeted I was like, bro, Shark sounds flames, but if Kula Kula is cooking, I'm gonna go get a plate. I gotta pull up on you. I gotta pull up on you. <laughs> no cap. No cap. So quick lightning round. Um. I was talking about long distance relationships on my Instagram today. So what? What's your beef with this? I don't. I feel like if in 2019, <laughs> more often than not. If you are in a long distance relationship, you're signing up to get cheated on. I don't agree with that. I feel like in 2019, uh, long distance relationships are not made for people who have trust issues or who are broke. Because you have to spend money to go see this person. Like, I know somebody who out here, uh, somebody's boyfriend who out here buying flights every two weeks to to go see Shorty. Every two weeks. That's love. If that's what it takes, if that's what you want to do, that's great. In a long distance situation, right. how much? Okay, define. Okay, so what's long distance for you? Let's define that real quick. Um, like how far does it got to be for you, you to be like this? Is, this is a long distance. Two hours. Okay, general consensus. And general consensus. Two hours. My homie said if he can't drive it drunk, it's it's, it's long distance. <laughs> Bro, that's like fifteen minutes. No, that's zero minutes, nigga. You shouldn't be driving drunk. But if we're being realistic, that's like fifteen minutes. Thirty so, if you want to push it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but don't drive drunk. Like, the future podcast is not, not condone drunk, drunk driving. driving. We did not say drive drunk. We said don't do it on our time. Right. So anyway, but I, you know, I feel like two hours is long distance because. There are days where you want your partner there, mm-hmm. and driving to them anything over two hours is is a lot. Two, two hours could still be a day trip. You know, what I'm saying? You, could, tri- you could head to Columbus and back. You know what I'm saying? Like it's doing a lot, but it's, but you can head it back. I've done it. I've done it too. I've you know, it. it's, it's, shout out all the women I've drove up to Columbus for. Um, but I, I look at it like this: um, like the same issue that will show up in a regular relationship show up in a long distance relationship man, but like it impacts harder like you know how mad I would be if Shorty sent me a good night message at 7pm and she's in fucking Florida and I'm here oh <laughs> or like or like you know what I'm saying like yo yo, yo nigga love sex he will fuck three times a day if he could if he didn't have a job you think he stops loving sex <clears throat> cause you're 14 hours away you think girls love intimacy. They love it. They, they want cuddles. They want scalp rubs. They want their booty rub. Mm-hmm. You think she's going to stop loving that because you because you two times away? But here's no. the thing. No, I'm not going to stop loving it. But I also respect the boundaries and the commitment of the relationship that I'm in. To be in a long-distance relationship and, and with your certain boundaries or your rules or whatever it is in order to honor and keep that up with your partner, uh-huh. you got to love that nigga. You got to want that nigga. You got to respect that nigga. And honestly, if the end goal is not for you guys to end up in the same that's, city together. That's where I'm at. Then why, why are, we doing, are this? we doing this? So that's, I think the only way that this can work, in my opinion, along this relationship, is if there's a deadline. Like, it has to be, like, within a year. Whereas, like, because maybe, I know some people, they got together in grad school. Two different jobs offered them. Two, you know what I'm right. saying? They got to secure their own bag. You know what I'm saying? So, but... But, like, if the deadline isn't a year, maybe two years at most, where it's like, all right, we're going to do these two years long distance, but then one of us got to move. 
or we both got to move to a, 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 a location where we both can flourish. That's the only way it could work. Because otherwise, it's like, what the fuck am I doing this for? Because, like, if you meet and then you move and then, like, it, okay. So, nine times out of ten, I'll retract. Nine times out of ten, if you're in a long-distance relationship, you sign up to get cheated on. However, comma, if there is a a determined time frame and a determined deadline of we're going to move to the same city within this time frame, it possibly could work. That's my that's my view. I don't think you're signing up to get cheated on. You signed up I, for a boyfriend slash girlfriend in law, nigga. Like I mean And girls are sneaky. They'll have you buying drinks for the boyfriend in law when you fly in and go see her. Shh. This is a library and you are very loud. <laughs> um but I I don't think you're signing up to get cheated on. I think you're signing up to have your faith in this person and this trust in this person tested because of distance. Tested like the S A T A C T O G T. Don't all the start with me. All the Calvin. Teams, but I just think that it could work if you want it to work. And and maybe my hopeless romantic ass. And you know I'm a cynic. I'm a cynic. I want that to work for you guys. I'm a cynic. But I'll be honest with you. But it also plays back to your beliefs in monogamy. Anyway, I don't believe in monogamy. So distance could work for me as long as we have, like, an understanding of where we're at with things. Like I said, what's the end goal? What are we doing this for? If it's not to end up in the same relation, I mean, the same city, I probably won't go for it. And that's that on that. Um, we got to get up out of here. Um, we appreciate all of you for listening as yeah. always. So honestly, real quick, the love that our, that we received on the show this week was like overwhelming. Like y'all know I'm a, a baby thug. So I cried like twice just be, uh, simply off of the feedback. And not all of it was like a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't kissing my ass. Like, we not shooting 100%. We know that. We got some shit we can work on. We we know that. You know what I'm saying? Not all of it was that. But honestly, I welcome all feedback. I think feedback is love. Um, Just come at me respectful. Come at me respectful and bring your receipts. And we can... I I love dialogue. We can chop it up. And I never want anybody to feel like, oh, I have to agree with Alex in order for me to have a conversation with her. I have room to grow, too. So I just want to tell y'all the opportunity to say thank you to everybody who has received me. As a host so far, I love y'all. Appreciate it. Thank you. With my soft ass. <laughs> I'm signing off. Out your girl, Ali Nicole, your favorite little shit talker. It's your boy C. Diddy, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix. We are out. Baby, I'm a tour. I'm going to stop my spot. You caught a vibe. Shooting shots. Why not? Tell me to thank you. One, two. Baby, I'm a tour for you.